the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Indeed, the Nick D podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I am Nick DeGilio. I am your host. Hello. It is episode 22 on a Friday. It's April Fool's Day. Hey, what a stupid, shitty holiday that is. <laughs> but we're going to talk about April Fool's Day. My good friend Esmeralda Leon, who joins me every single episode, she's going to join me later. And we are going to go through April Fool's Day jokes and that stupidity and the history of it and uh, really complicated, uh, convoluted celebrity. April Fool's Day jokes. Uh, that will be coming up on the show. Also, Eric and Steve, Eric Childress, Steve Procopi, my two buddies from the Chicago Film Critics Association. We review movies together. We have for many, 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 many years, and we've got a bunch of movies to review, and we'll do that as well with Eric and Steve. That's coming up almost immediately. Uh, and also, I know she loves the show, so we got to hear from her. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. I know you do. Hey, if you want to be a part of the podcast, please, please do. You can leave us a voicemail anytime you want. We listen to them all. We'll play some of them back. In fact, i got a couple to play back right now. But we would love to encourage you to be a part of the podcast in any way possible. Voicemail to us, 773-417-6948. And email us anytime you want, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank Jason Skaggs, who does all the music and the sounds and the audio and the themes that you hear. He's the man. Check him out on Facebook. Jason Skaggs, my man, and everybody at RadioMisfits.com. Uh, so we've got uh, a great podcast set up for you. But let's get to some uh, voicemails. And again, anytime you want to leave a voicemail, we want to hear suggestions and thoughts and any of that. Questions for our regular guests like Tom Appel, the car guy, and Herb Weissbaum, our consumer guy, who will be on the podcast, uh, our next podcast episode on, uh, on, 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 uh, on Tuesday coming up. Uh, if you have any questions about uh, cars or consumer stuff, please leave your questions either on voicemail at 773-417-6948 or you can email them at nickdpodcast at gmail.com for Herb and Tom uh, and any any other things that you want to uh, leave for us here. Herb and Tom will be coming up on the next uh, episode on Tuesday. But, all right, we've got some voicemails. Let's listen to them. Hey, Nick D. My name is Nick as well, and I wanted to let you know I've been uh, a fan since the beginning. Um always loved Roy's show for his uh, focus on entertainment. And uh, when you came along, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. I'm two years older than you, and I find that we, uh, we have a lot in common just in terms of growing up for a love of movies, love of monster movies specifically, Universal. You did a thing recently on your podcast about uh, Hammer films, which definitely for me changed my life as well. Christopher Lee, badass. Um, but on that in that same vein, love of movies. I just I had to let you know I watched Max uh, Mad Max Fury Road tonight. Haven't seen it before, and I was just absolutely blown away. And I totally get why you believe it's the best movie ever. Um, I had the same feeling that I had when I first saw 
uh, Road Warrior in 1982, I think it was. Um, it's just what movies are supposed to be, and it's just epic, bombast. Um, I definitely will be watching it again, as you have done, and uh, just wanted to thank you for that recommendation. Thank you for all the years of entertainment, and uh, hopefully I'll talk to you sometime soon. Um, thanks again for uh, the podcast. I'm, I'm glad to hear you back. Take care. Thanks, buddy. That's uh, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Uh, and all I can say is, hey, better late than never, my man. <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> came out in 2015. Took you a while. But hey, again, better late than never. And of course, Mad Max, once you watch, if you haven't seen Mad Max Fury Road, one, what the hell is wrong with you? Two, it's one of the greatest movies ever made in the history of cinema. And if you've seen it and you don't agree with that statement, then you're dumb. Uh, but uh, I'm glad. That, and also, Nick, thank you so much for being. I mean, you, you've been around since the Nick, uh, since the Roy and Nick days, the Roy Leonard days. And that's a long time ago. That dates back to the 80s, my friend. Uh, so thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad you got to see Mad Max uh, Fury Road. And you're probably watching it right now um, <laughs> as we speak. Here we go. Hey, Nick. This is Yossi from Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I'm a Chicago expat, and I've been listening to you for about 10 years now. So really great to, to hear you again. Loving the show. Also want to take a moment and say thank you. Uh, a few months back, you recommended the conversation. I couldn't make it to the music box, but I streamed it, and holy cow, it's phenomenal. To be honest, I doubted you a little bit when you said it was your favorite Coppola film, but it's, it's a great film. It's, it's up there. Um, so anyway, thank you. Wonderful to have you back, and love the show. Bye. Thanks, buddy. Again, better late than never. Hasn't seen the conversation. Uh, thank you for thank you for that, and thank you again. Another person who's been listening for over ten years, been a part of me uh, listening to my stuff for over ten years, and that's been a common thread in the pod or in the uh, emails that we get and the voicemails that we get. Uh, I, I've got a lot of people who've been listening for a long time, and and you have no idea how much that means to me, how much the support means to me as uh, I have ventured out into the new world of podcasts. And uh, I couldn't do it without Ed and everybody at Radio Misfits, and I couldn't do it without you. And the fact that uh, some of you have been listening to me for so many years, um, you know, that first, that first voicemail talking about uh, listening back in the, in the old days with Roy, uh, I appreciate that. And, yeah, The Conversation is my favorite uh, Coppola movie. So there you go. A couple of people calling in, uh, leaving voicemails, uh, talking about movies that I turned them on to that they should have seen years ago. <laughs> no, but I appreciate it, seriously. Leave your voicemail, 773-417-6948. Email nickdpodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank Jason Skaggs up front. He does all the music, all the themes, all the songs, all the sounds. That's my man, Jason Skaggs. And, uh, and let's, uh, let's get to uh, Eric and to Steve and some movies. But first, of course, we got to... Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jaggle. Time for movie reviews. Every uh, other week on uh, Friday, every other Friday, I get a visit from Steve Procopi and Eric Childress. 
uh, from the uh, Chicago Film Critics Association, and uh, they've been buddies of mine for a very, very, very long time, and we've been reviewing movies for a long time, and we're doing just that right now. So let's say hello to uh, Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello. And Steve. Hi, Steve. Hello. All right, Eric, everybody can check you out uh, where? You got uh, 26 different podcasts, and you're on efilmcritic.com and all that. Yeah, uh, the notplaynetwork.net, where you can hear the Movie Madness podcast that Steve is a regular guest on, and uh, the Friendship Dilemma podcast, uh, which I do with Morgan Geyer uh, every couple of weeks. All right. And then efilmcritic.com is the way to check up uh, in general. Mm -hmm. And Steve Procopi, thirdcoastreviews.com? thirdcoastreview.com and then yeah and just you know come hang out at the music box i'll probably there's 50 percent chance i'll be there right right <laughs> uh, which is a, which is always a good thing uh speaking of yeah. thing that's coming up in a couple of weeks it uh, is yeah that's right <laughs> oh my god you guys a, are just gonna a eat. restoration i think it's a 4k even. yeah yeah so well you're gonna have to kick me out of there i think <laughs> at some point but uh yeah so john carpenter's the thing is going to be shown april 15th and 16th at midnight at the music well box. actually it, yes, it will be, but we're actually going to open it up as a regular run. It's going to play like multiple times. Oh, it is that are not midnight. We haven't posted those yet. Oh, but the, it's gonna, it's gonna, it might just be like late shows, like nine, nine thirty somewhere yeah. in there. But all right, it's gonna get like a for real run. Yeah, all yeah, right, it's... cool. Well, I'll see you. I'll see you every night that week. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. essentially what's happening right now. That's all there is to it. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we review movies, and uh, we can't like really jump into the to the films to review because I mean, uh, obviously, the Oscars happened on Sunday. Um, and I wanted to get uh, Steve and Eric's uh, thoughts on that, but it's been run into the ground. I mean, if you're, you know, like <laughs> the the whole slap thing has been like we can't talk about it any more than we already have. And it's, uh, you, you know, what I really wish would have happened out of all of this, guys. I I, I just wish there were more memes. I really do. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, but thoughts on the actual thing itself, like you know what it was supposed to be about, you know. The, the handing out of awards uh, and things like that. No surprises, Eric, at all, correct? Not really, no. I mean, I think maybe a technical... Hold on, guys. It just went up there. Sorry, I just, I, just lo- I just lost your sound, but it's back. All right, oh, go ahead. You're back. Okay. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah. Always happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think other than maybe, like, a, a technical award here or there, it might have gone somewhere else. Like, Dune won six awards, and I think maybe people were thinking maybe four or five. But other than that, I mean, it, it played pretty much straight down the line. Uh, I think that, I'm sorry to bring this up, Nick, that, you know, Kenneth Branagh winning for Belfast oh, for Best Screenplay, God. which was not a not really a huge surprise. I have a feeling some of the licorice pizza write-ups in the last couple of months have hurt that movie a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, I, But I also think they wanted to give one to Branagh, who's, you know, no, again, no offense, he's been in it longer than P.T. Anderson. Yeah. So I think they felt it was time to give him something for what was once the front runner for the Oscars this year, how stupid that was. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that, that I was, the thing is, like, as far as I'm concerned, it was just, as we've talked about before, as far as, like, that category, the original screenplay category, there was only other one screenplay that was good, and the other three sucked. And so, hmm. uh, if if P.T. Anderson was going to lose, I wanted it to, I wanted him to lose to the worst person in the world because that would have mm-hmm. been the only justification. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, frankly, I don't give a shit if if uh, uh, if Kenneth Branagh has never won an Oscar. It means nothing to me uh, at all. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I mean, how long it took to the Departed for Scorsese to win? So that's what I'm waiting for. How many years was that? 
So, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll count that. So on the year that it, it equals the amount of time that Scorsese was making movies in, in when, the, when The Departed came out, that's when PTA is going to finally win his Oscar. That's the way I look, that's <laughs> the way I look at it. Uh, all right, Steve, what about you? Anything? No, no big surprises or anything in terms of like... No, oh, you know, no and usually, like, in my entire life, the, the, the saying about the Oscars is there's always one big surprise. And usually it's in the acting categories, or a lot of times it is... There were none. There were like literally none this year, and and honestly, just watching the ceremony, uh, slap aside, like the awards themselves felt like an an excuse to have this big fucking variety show built yeah. around the awards. Like the awards were almost an inconvenience. Like yeah, and it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, starting with the fact that they pushed aside a huge number of them to the to the pre show thing, but. Um, which I don't think people understood they weren't like that they were going to show them just in a condensed form. But either right. way, um, it really felt like the awards were not the centerpiece of this show. You're right. More than I've ever seen. You're and, absolutely right. And you Edgar are. Wright just wrote a, re- a piece recently um, that basically said, can we just make this about the movies again? And I know that seems like he's just like being a cheerleader for movies. and That's what he always is. But this year, that feels like such an appropriate message that needs to like get across as a result yeah. of this ceremony. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And um, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, I thought the hosts were subpar, and it's not their fault. Uh, even, even it's not even uh, Amy Schumer's fault, who I hate. Um, but she had the best material of the night. Whoever wrote her material, she wrote did the best stuff for her. The monologue um, was funny. Did. The, her, monologue her, monologue, her monologue. Her monologue had some good zingers in it. She clearly didn't yeah. write them, but but they were they were good. And uh, two people that I really love were completely wasted or embarrassed. The uh, Wanda Sykes and Regina right. Hall. <laughs> Regina Hall. The frisking thing was unbelievably, uh, uh, you know, stupid and and wrong. Um, so even on that level, uh, it was bad. Um, and yeah, and then it just, I mean, obviously it got completely derailed after the whole slap incident happened and you really couldn't concentrate. And again, I've said this before, it's just too bad because so many cool things happened after that. That nobody yeah. either paid attention to, especially immediately after that. Quest right. love winning the the you know, yeah. uh, it, mm-hmm. which is an important moment in African American history, you know, and yep. it gets and it gets completely overshadowed. It was one of the be- it would have been one of the best moments, most memorable moments of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, I do like the fact. I will say this really quickly before we move on. I love the fact that that Jane Campion basically just made fun of Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's a snarky little one, ain't she? Yeah, she's you know, fantastic. I, yeah, I don't because, know if I, I didn't I think care it's for great. her snark well, there. It's because honestly. she she made a classic western and he made Dances with Wolves, and I just thought it was <laughs> okay. It was, but that's not what his speech was about. <laughs> no, I know. I, know. I, know. I just, just I just <laughs> thought it was. I, I I love Jane Campion. I don't care. Yeah. I just think she's great. And she Madonnaed him from Truth or Dare, basically. Which, yeah, which is fine because he's <laughs> which is fine with me. I don't know. So anyway, uh, that was a small highlight. But outside of that. Yeah. And no, and no big surprises ever, you know, and it's fine. Like, you know, again, everybody, you know what everybody would be talking about uh, at this point is, is Coda. That would have been the big story. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this movie from nowhere, uh, Apple plus uh, it won every Oscar it was nominated for. Um, it huh. was the, it was the movie that everybody loved. You know what I mean? It was the feel good crowd pleaser of the year. And there you go. Yeah. But my, obviously the highlight for me was, uh, was uh, best uh, international film. Um, yeah. Which was the highlight for me, even though I think a lot of people were confused. Like, why is his secretary up there? Because he never used her as the interpreter. Somebody's phone just went off. Yeah. Uh, uh, Somebody, you know, like, uh, but but it was funny because she's up there. And I think some people were like, 
who is that? And didn't realize it was an, it was his interpreter, and he never actually used her because the goddamn band yeah. played him off. Uh, so, but anyway, but I'll just I'll I'll just say this without getting into the the slap incident, you know, directly that if the Oscars and even the aftermath proved anything, it's that we just we can't have good things anymore. It's just like we can't seem to celebrate good things anymore. And if you know, it used to be the you know the cover up was worse than the crime. Now it's the discourse is worse yeah. than the crime. And like, the way that everything has gone off the rails in the three days, four days since that yeah, happened, yeah. it, it's just like, I mean, God. Yeah. Well, anyway, not a surprise, and we're looking forward to uh, next year uh, when, uh, when, the, when, the Nor- when the Northman wins everything. Let's just say that. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, we got some movies to talk about. And uh, uh, Steve, uh, you've seen everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Eric, you've got you've only seen one of the ones we're going to cover now. Apollo ten, yeah. Apollo ten and a half, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. That's Richard Linklater's uh, new movie, which is uh, coming up today. It, it starts streaming today, right. Friday. Because today is today is Friday, everybody, not Thursday. I'm looking um, right at my calendar. It says it's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday, not Thursday. <laughs> um, and Apollo ten and a half is this animated sort of uh, memory piece that Richard Linklater put together about him being a kid growing up in uh, Houston, loving the space program. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, it's adorable. It's adorable. It, it's it's family friendly, but it's still very much like an adult looking back on his childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he rules, so that'll be good. And then yeah. the other one, Eric. Why don't you start us off? Why don't you start us off with the latest from Judd Apatow? Uh, and this is called uh, "The Bubble." I've seen uh, a, a lot of stuff about it, and it begins streaming today on Netflix again. Yeah, um, and th- this is yeah. sort of an all star cast. Uh, it's I mean, it stars uh, Karen, stars Karen Gillan as an actress who belongs to this franchise known as Cliff Beasts. And they're off, uh, they're about to make Cliff Beast 6 when the pandemic hits. Uh, she apparently was not in, she decided not to do the fifth Cliff Beast movie, but has now come back to the sixth one and is worried that the cast might not exactly welcome her back. But uh, they end up all uh, being basically sequestered off on, you know, this little studio and this, this, uh, you know, castle and whatnot where they're, where they're uh, staying at. Uh, and it, the the cast includes uh, Leslie Mann and David Duchovny, who have been together through the Cliff Beast series and off and on again, and they have a kid together. Uh, you also have Keegan-Michael Key, uh, who, who's on board. You have uh, Iris uh, Apatow, who plays a, a TikTok influencer, who is part of the new cast. Uh, Pedro Pascal is a new member to the cast, and he's kind of a <laughs> cocaine-fueled guy that is just looking to get some sex in the bubble at, at some point with uh, Maria Bakalova, who played uh, Borat's daughter in the last movie. Uh, so, I mean, th- this is a pretty high-concept premise and something that you would think that a someone like Judd Apatow who did you know is responsible in many ways working on the Larry Sanders show is one of the great insider type satires that has ever existed yeah that him and uh Pam Brady who's done a lot of South Park right by the way she's she is kind of an unsung comedy hero Pam Brady oh yeah Yeah. and she she co-wrote she co-wrote uh uh goddamn Hamlet too which I still maintain is one of the one of the funniest movies ever made. Okay, um, and she's but she's like mm-hmm. an unsung true genius who does not get the comedy uh, appreciation that she deserves. Yeah, and the two of them wrote this screenplay, 
And what's watching it, besides the fact that it is relatively laughless for over two hours, as Judd Apatow films tend yeah. to go, right, right. Uh, that the film has almost no insights whatsoever into this really great high-concept uh, idea of creating a big special effects uh, kind of thing in this sequestered thing. And the idea of the, everyone sort of losing their minds a little bit and wanting to get out. And there's even some, some some weird stuff where they have, like, security on the premises with guns in case everyone gets off. It's not even like they're, they're, they're kind of being held hostage, but they're not at the same time. And things get really nutty with that as well. And Fred Armisen is the director of the movie. And Fred Armisen is on a streak right now that is just producing no laughs. That is just kind of shocking me. (laughs) And uh, I I sat there watching, again, two hours of this movie. And I I can't remember a single laugh throughout this entire thing. Ducumney looks bored and tired uh, and just everything. Iris Apatow... Oh my God! Her just her voice in this movie just completely irritated me yeah. uh, for the for the two hours. I I was stunned watching wow. this thing, and I'm a, and I'm a, you know Nick, I've yeah, defended I a lot of Judd Apatow's stuff. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. And 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 there is nothing in this movie to recommend. Wow. Wow, see that that says a lot seriously because you are uh, a Judd Apatow apologist <laughs> yes. at, at some point. Um, and but, but let me ask you this though: I'm looking at the at the cast list, and this is stunning to me considering who wrote it. You know, like Pam Brady and, and him. But I'm looking. You mentioned a bunch of people, but also Maria Bamford and Kate McKinnon are in it. Yeah, Kate McKinnon plays like the head of the studio that's trying to get this film made. You know, so they have there, and again, there's like a little. They're, they're always bringing up the idea that. People might not be going to movies anymore. Theaters might not be re- reopening. Right. So there's like right. all this kind of you know stuff that was all being talked about at the beginning of the pandemic, and they have no idea how to turn this into comedy. Uh, Kate McKinnon is basically zooming her role in for the most okay. part, right. and uh, Bamford, um, Murray Bamford. Bamford has one one scene in the movie. Oh, okay. All right, well, there you go. Now, this is from someone who loves Judd Apatow. This is from someone who gave This Is 40 a good review. That's right. That (laughs) that is correct. All right, Steve, go ahead. What do you think? Uh, I'm pretty much, yeah, this is his worst movie by a long shot. Um, And and I I think there's a, the only time I remember even remotely laughing is there's a cameo that James McAvoy does at one point. Oh, my God. What? Um, That made me laugh, like, for a second and then I remembered what I was watching and I stopped laughing. So, no, it, it's but I mean, yeah, even the, the, there's a few cameos here by by some people that, again, like you think, oh, that's, you know, they're trying to make this as Hollywood as possible by just cramming in all these famous faces. And it just yeah. it just underscores how unfunny the rest of the film is. And it's got like. I mean, you mentioned Pam Brady. I mean, I you know, she wrote Hot Rod, for God's sake. She wrote yeah. Team America. I mean, yeah, like, absolutely. It's, and like and like Andrew Bird does the music, who I'm a big fan of, and like I'm a fan of a lot of the people in this movie, and yet I I it, it and I know because Leslie Mann's been doing the talk show circuit recently, so like I know that they talk to because Judd Apatow, this is his only movie he had to make in a bubble, so they had to talk to actors and filmmakers that they knew that are friends of theirs and just interview them and find out like some funny stories. Uh, and they, it's like they've said, okay, let's not use any of those stories. Let's make up our own stories. 
about this and all of them aren't funny. And maybe, you know what? Maybe this isn't something that's funny yet. Like maybe this isn't a funny subject yet. Um, If, if, if this movie proves anything, it's that, you know, actors are, are, are being like abused on these sets. So, and, and they're also like, basically like cheating all the the quarantine rules they're like trying to get away with stuff so they're not really being safe anyway i'm not sure i want to know that either so maybe maybe this just isn't a funny subject yet i mean i I thought it would be when i heard what it was but man i was stunned like i was legitimately mortified by this movie (laughs) okay all right i saw that i saw the credits in the cast and i was like all right i'm on board even though i run (laughs) i run mostly cold on apatow but uh, mm-hmm. but I mean you know Jesus that's a cast but okay yeah so that's the bubble uh, don't watch it all right <laughs> all right Steve uh, tell us uh, why don't you tell us about uh, well well you know what I'll tell us about Morbius okay and then we can okay. both talk about it. And, and Eric you have not seen Morbius yet uh, not yet no okay now y- you guys might have to like help me out uh, on some of this because. <laughs> This 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 superhero shit. I just I don't I couldn't possibly care less about what fits into where or what universe or what like I don't know the difference between. I know there's a difference between what Sony does and what Marvel Studios does as opposed to what they do. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. But in case Big I difference. get in case I, there is a, there, I don't know what the difference is. I can't tell the difference yeah. between yeah. these these things. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, all right, so this is Morbius, and I guess he's like a... I mean, this is not really explained very well in the movie, but I guess he's like a... Like, not a villain, but he was a villain, and he's part of the Spider-Man uh, mm-hmm. u- universe, mm-hmm. okay? Right. A- apparently, everything is part of the Spider-Man universe. Uh, and it, it, this is... Jared Leto is in it. He plays this guy named Michael Morbius. He's a doctor. He's been sick with this rare blood disease for his entire life. He was... Uh, um, confined to an institution uh as a youngster he can't walk it makes him weak he's got a very limited life supply uh, and he has to have blood transfusions all the time he's weak and he can barely walk and uh he's gone through a lot of best friends as a child who keep dying next to him in the bed next to him mm-hmm. um uh, and uh, so then this newest kid comes in he calls him milo very fucking selfishly uh even though that's not his name and he calls everybody who, who dies next to him milo but anyway this kid comes in uh, and they decide that they're going to be bond- they're bonded, they're friends and forever. And then uh, and he's going to try and cure this disease. The beginning of the movie, he's in Costa Rica, right, Steve? Costa Rica. Uh, yes, yes. All right, he's in Costa Rica, and he's going to go find some bats. There's some bats in Costa Rica, and he cuts his hand open. He brings a bunch of bats back to America and puts them in the middle of a lab <laughs> in a giant tube, and they fly around <laughs> in this tube. And then he cuts open the the bats and he takes out their kidneys or some shit and then he puts some juice in the thing he makes a he makes a, a serum and then he injects himself and he turns into like this supersonic strong he's not weak anymore he's all built and hunky but he's also a blood craving maniac vampire and uh, the he kills a whole bunch of bad guys let's make that very clear he kills a whole bunch of bad guys drug dealers and gun guys with guns kills a whole bunch of them on this boat uh, discovers how horrible this thing is and then tries to hide it. But his best friend, his little buddy from Milo, Milo uh, who is now not David. I was going to say David Tennant. I'm getting my doctors mixed up. Um, it's Matt Smith. Matt Smith uh, is now a grown-up guy, and he also has the disease. And he takes the serum, and he loves it and starts killing people. And it's up to Morbius uh, to stop his old friend Milo um, from... 
uh, from from killing everybody in the world. And that's basically the setup. It's kind of an origin thing. And there's really nothing more than that. Um, I mean, I'm not missing anything. This is pretty much, that's pretty much the whole movie, right, Steve? I mean, it's not, there's not, nothing else really happens. It's like, here's the thing, uh, here's his enemy, and he tries to stop him. And that's kind of it. Yes. Um, so there's really nothing more to it. That's the plot, and it's, a, is he going to stop this, the evil buddy of his from uh, running around sucking everybody's blood and killing everybody? And meanwhile, he's been framed for all the murders, and two wacky cops played by Tyrese Gibson and, uh, oh, shit, what's his name, the stand-up guy from... Um, from, Al Madrigal. Yes, from from well, he used to be a, he used to be a correspondent on the Daily Show, and now right. he's playing a, he's playing a cop in this movie as your comic relief. And are they going to stop him? And blah blah blah. Uh, and then Jared Harris is in there for because he lost a bet, presumably. Uh, <laughs> so, and that's basically it. All right, this is as biblically bad as a comic book movie can get. And I'm not the biggest comic book fan in the world. I don't know from Adam. I don't know. Um, whether comic book fans are going to like this, I would hope that they don't. Uh, but comic book fans like a lot of shitty movies, so I don't know. But I think this is, like, obviously bad. I think even people who love these movies are going to think this is bad. This is one of the worst comic book movie uh, genre movies I've ever seen. Uh, the special effects are terrible. They're derivative of 10,000 other movies. Uh, when you start, you know, when you see a movie and you start wishing for Underworld... Uh, then, you know, you're watching a bad movie. Uh, and all the vampire stuff has been done a million times and better and, you know, or equally bad, as I mentioned in the Underworld movies uh, and some of these other ones. Uh, the, it, the, 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 the money that this movie owes to The Matrix, and oddly, the second movie we're going to review also owes everything to The Matrix, uh, which, which Steve and I are going to be reviewing, uh, is, is insane. Leto just seemed... Uh, my, my, here's my, my guess. Leto took the check on this one and didn't give a shit so much so that my guess is that even on set, he wasn't a dick. My guess is that he, <laughs> did, he didn't care enough to be, he didn't care enough to be method. Like that's, that's what it seems to me uh, in this and everybody's completely wasted. And there's a, some pretty cool people in this cast. Um, and I, everything about it is bad. I didn't know what, I didn't care about anything. Um, I, and it seems to me, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, this movie called Uma came out, Uma, Uma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, I saw that. Have you guys caught up with that one yet or no? No, no. no. Okay, this is the horror movie with Sandra Oh, and it is a movie that to me, it was 83 minutes long with credits, uh, and it seemed to me like a film that that came in, the studio came in and just chopped the shit out of it and put it all together, and that's what this feels like. Now, most comic book movies, as you guys know, most comic book movies, especially origin movies, are much longer than an hour and 45 minutes, okay? This movie's an hour and 45 minutes, and it seems to me like it, it feels like it's been chopped up and cut and slammed together and just put out there because I think they, they, the full cut, which is probably probably two, two and a half hours long or whatever, studio probably saw it and said, oh, my God, is this bad. Let's get it down to a manageable length and, uh, and whatever. And that's what it feels like to me. It feels like it's, there's an even longer, more disastrous version of this that will be coming out on Blu-ray. Um, but this is the hour 45 version of it. It's a, it's a disaster on every level. It's not entertaining. It's not it, like whatever attempts at humor, and there aren't much, uh, fail. Uh, special effects are subpar and derivative. The characters are barely one-dimensional. Um, and, and, I, and I'm not spoiling anything, you guys. Now, Eric, you realize that you, you haven't seen the film, right? No, not Okay, yet. you haven't seen it. Uh, if you were to point out one of the A-list stars in the trailer, who would you pick <laughs> out? In the trailer. Uh, Mr. Michael, Mr. Michael Keaton. Okay. He doesn't show up until the first post credit scene. He's uh, not in the movie. 
He's uh. not in the goddamn movie. He shows up during the first. So if, if the credits, if you sit through the movie and the end credits start and you get up and walk out, you'll miss Michael Keaton. And he's, he's playing the character he played in the Spider-Man movie, I guess, correct? right? Yes. Yeah. No, he is. Vo- he is. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Vulture, Vulture ass or whatever his name is. So, but, but here's think, the thing. I think it is Vulture ass. Yeah, <laughs> it is. In the, in the, in, has anybody ever, can you think about this for a second? Seriously. Mm-hmm. Has, has any studio ever put out a trailer for a movie, had an A-list actor, like a box office draw, a respected great A-list actor in the trailer, and he's not in the movie? Has that uh, ever uh, happened? I, you know, Nick, I, I think you're asking the wrong question, Nick. I think he was always supposed to only be in the post credit scene. What's crazy is that they put that in the trailer. Yeah. Like, right. no, I can't think of any movie that right. has ever had a trailer well, like any of these superheroes. That's the craziest thing because yeah. they were so desperate to exactly. make those Spider-Man well, connections that they put and, that and in I the think, trailer. So I think, I think, I think you know, what it, my hunch has been proven is that the studio went, holy shit, is this bad? Put Michael Keaton in the trailer. Yeah. Let's at least let's at least get a good opening weekend. You know what I mean? Because once the <laughs> word gets out on how bad this thing is, and once the word gets out, in fact, that Michael Keaton's not in the movie proper, uh, and then he shows up twice in the post credit scenes, and that second time, Steve, sort of, sort of, <laughs> his, his voice his, shows up. <laughs> his voice shows up, but that se- but that second time seems like all right, and it's it's so reeks of reshooting that scene because uh-huh. Leto looks completely different. <laughs> different and it's like it's like okay this was obviously shot three weeks ago and they tacked mm-hmm. it on put another scene with michael keaton in there and just use his voice that's how yeah. that's that's this movie reeks of desperation every single frame it is a disaster and what? again maybe i don't know enough about comic book movies but i do know <laughs> i do know bad movie i do know bad movies when i see them and this is a bad movie Steve? well it seems like it's a desperate attempt with keaton to make that connection directly to Spider-Man because Spider-Man was just coming yeah. off being a, one of the biggest hits of all time. Right. And right. so to throw that in there is just, just to remind fans that, you know, there is this interconnected narrative that you need to go see Morbius to somehow connect your well, way back look, to Spider-Man. Maybe you guys know this or not. Is Morbius, is, is Morbius, I mean, it would make sense. Is he connected to Blade? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, now sure. that, that makes a, sense to me. That makes sense. Right. And as a matter of fact, Nick, if you go and which I know you have your Blade Blu-ray, okay, yeah. there's actually a deleted scene, right, right, that the director himself played Morbius, right, uh, right that right, right, eventually right. got cut out, and uh, they went Marvel wouldn't let Guillermo del Toro use him for the second movie. Yeah, no. See, I, I knew I, I had a vague memory of that because I love the Blade movies. I love them. Well, the mm-hmm. first two, especially the first two. And I and I was thinking, well, he's got to be connected to Blade somehow because he's a vampire, and he's got to be connected. Steve, what did you think of this nonsense? Here's the thing: I I grew up at exactly the right time in my Spider-Man comic book reading that Morbius was like a big deal oh, character, okay. and he was and he was kind of this ambiguous anti-hero because he isn't a bad guy. In fact. In this movie, although I don't think it was in the comic books, he invents like an artificial blood that saves like millions of lives. So like, right, he's right. not he's not just like a scientist. He's 
world renowned for this particular thing, but he's doing this other yeah, I totally thing on forgot. the side, I to- like secretly. I, I totally forgot that he the, the movie opens with him getting the Nobel Prize. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I think he ref- I think he refuses. He ref- it, no, actually. right, you're right. He refu- he refuses it. That's right. He refuses it. That's right. <laughs> because he's too he's too pure right. for right. prizes. Yeah. Anyway, but but he so I will say when I saw the trailers for this, what I was focusing on was how much it looked exactly like the comic book Morbius. And I was thrilled with that. I knew that doesn't mean anything. You can make somebody look like something, but, um, but so I was, but I was at least a little bit excited. And I think Leto was the least offensive part of this movie because yeah, he's, yeah. Kind of, he's kind of dialed it back. He's, he's supposed to be playing like a decent human being. And, and even, <laughs> even so he, but here's the thing, like there are many opportunities in this movie to talk about things like, you know, it's not, can we do it? It should we do it? Like that's what this movie's really about, and they yeah. barely touch on that. That's like that's like a, that moral ambiguity is like kind of a big deal, and it just goes by the wayside. It's kind of embarrassing, and um, and, and I, I know a lot of people are saying Matt Smith is the only fun part of this movie. No, I disagree. He's terrible. In Awful. This. He is. Awful. He is trying. He is overplaying this character to such a degree. He's like a clown. And and he's wearing these like ridiculous suits all of a sudden, and and he's just like posing the whole time. And I'm oh, just there's like, that scene, you know, Steve. There's that scene yeah. where they they play like some music, and he's dancing around shirtless. Yeah, and it, oh, like yeah. for for like three minutes, I'm like, what the hell is happening yeah. here? Yeah, it's 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 so it's so silly. And and I mean, I get it. He probably didn't feel very supported on this film, but but uh, you know who did? But like, it's just it doesn't help him overplaying it doesn't help i have i never watched the doctor who so i i don't know what he's capable of but everything i've seen him in he kind of overdoes it just in general um so so yeah i mean it, it's it's not good and and, and and yeah the stuff at the end is just kind of the like shit icing on the cake it's yeah. just it, like it just <laughs> honestly it just it's like okay we knew it was bad and now you're gonna be desperate on top of that so yeah yeah. Um, and there are other I mean, there were some reports recently that they had cut out a lot of the Spider-Man references. The, most of what I was aware of that were in this are, is still there, maybe in a slightly different form. But yeah, there's, well, there's still a, plenty there's, of Spider-Man references. Yeah, so. there's a, well, there's a wacky Venom joke at one point. In, there's uh, a Venom joke. There's like we see a shot of the Daily Bugle, even even th- we didn't even mention that Morbius has a girlfriend too, like, or at least oh. a love interest. Oh, oh, he does. Uh, I totally forgot <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah. Who's <laughs> played by, uh, Adria Arona. And, um, she, at one point we see her degree on the wall and it says it's from empire state right. university, which is where Peter Parker goes to college in the comic book. So that's, oh, that, that's a deep cut. But anyway, yeah, it is. I'm yeah. saying there's still, and I'm thinking, okay, well that's fine. We're still getting those. And then they give us that ending, which I was not expecting um, and it, and and I mean that in the worst possible way. It, it really takes it right back to to for to far from home, ergo to no way home. And um, yeah, it's 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 bad across the board. I, I I'm it's worse than the Venom movies, which I also don't like. Right. So, I, th- I thought it was worse than the Venom movies too, and I hate those movies. And it's actually a lot like Let There Be Carnage. There's a, like just parallel storylines. It's it's not that different and that whole two sides of the same coin thing right. uh, with, with, with the quote unquote anti-hero right. and his, right. and his nemesis. But man, 
yeah, this is this is and, and, startlingly bad. It's unbelievably bad. And, and another parallel is um, and a notorious method actor doing bad work in, in you know <laughs> I mean? in your lead. Uh, so all right, well Morbius, uh, I don't know, Eric, don't rush out. Oh. Yeah. No, nope, rush out. Rush out. No, go I tomorrow. gotta go. <laughs> but no, not tomorrow. You go today. I'm sorry. Go today. He's, he's on his I'm, way. I'm he's on his way. Shortly. He's, he's watching it now. In fact, yeah. he's on his bike. Uh, he's on his bike. He's on his bike right now, heading yeah, to the theater. So, Eric, you missed you missed uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, all at once. I missed all it. at once, and you'll be watching that. You're watching that one right now. Uh, <laughs> my guess is that you will watch that you you will be watching that one today first. That would be that would be my guess. I usually like to watch the better film second. Okay, well then you'll well yeah. Well, that's get, up get for de- that's up for, for me. That's up to debate. Um, <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> uh, massively up to debate. Uh, so all right, uh, Steve. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, try to make mincemeat out of this. Go ahead. All right, so this is the latest from uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner, known as Daniels, the duo behind the Swiss Army Man. Um, This is about a a middle-aged woman named Evelyn, played by Michelle Yeoh, who has a very chaotic life. Uh, It's kind of centers on her uh, having to get her taxes done. Uh, She's a Chinese immigrant who lives in California, she moved with uh, with her husband, uh, Waymond, who's played by, and I'm going to get his name wrong, but maybe you guys know how to say it, uh, K. Yeah, Koi sh- Kwan. Yeah. Short, short round is how I short say Short round. Yeah. And he was also in the Goonies. Yeah. But, but he they, they pulled him out of acting after about 20 years to get him to be in this thing. Um, so anyway, he her life is messy in, in multiple very ordinary ways. Uh, she's stressed out by the demands of running the family laundromat taking care of her father, who's played by, you know, the legendary James Hong. Uh, she struggles to understand her, her grown daughter named Joy, who's played by Stephanie Sue. Her marriage seems to have lost its way. Her apartment is a mess. And then there's this IRS audit uh, that is being spearheaded by Jamie Lee Curtis, who I didn't even recognize at first. Yeah. Uh, she, she's, a, she's kind of a mess, but it, uh, it was she's, she's one of the best things in this movie. Um, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of this audit... Her husband turns to her. I think he whips off his glasses and, and gives her a command about changing her shoes. And this sets off this whole series of events. And I, I don't even want to get into any of the details of because it would be too confusing. But it basically shows Evelyn like a multitude of parallel universes, a, a sort of a, a parade of unlived lives, one of which is basically Michelle Yeoh's life. We see her in like the premieres of, of some of her more famous films. And um, in another, she's, you know, she has hot dogs for fingers. And then in another one, she's like a rock on a on a cliff. Uh, and another, her daughter is a, a supervillain um, that, that she has to fight and battle and, and possibly even have to kill. Um, but anyway, there's we, we see dozens of these multiple versions of her. And there there is a point to this that she basically has to destroy this version of her daughter joy in order to keep life going and she doesn't obviously want to do that and so there's a struggle there um but really i mean in the midst of all this what sounds like sci-fi chaos there's also i think very moving comments on mother-daughter relationships father-daughter relationships this troubled marriage um 
it, I mean, I guess the closest thing you could compare it to is is a Charlie Kaufman screenplay, like like something like Being John Malkovich. But it's, I think it's even wilder and and more creative than even that. At least in terms of like the layering of these universes and the way that one of the reasons that this evil version of Joy is so evil is because she can see all of her her different versions at the same time, and it basically makes her numb, and so she's feeling every feeling at once. And to me, that's a comment on basically social media and it's and the anxiety that goes along with the Internet in general and how you can literally go online and find every emotion on the planet in like a few minutes. And it, I think it's also like a, a a look at like, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's certainly probably too many ideas for one movie, but I didn't care. Like the ambition and the execution are kind of glorious and inventive smart and ridiculous at the same time um i think it really sort of perfectly captures the anxiety of the last five or six years of our lives uh it's it's this movie is about struggle and uh, overcoming things that seem completely um insurmountable and um but there's like a unique rhythm to it that you kind of it takes a little while to get into it i i was there almost from the get-go i mean and and, and it, i i can't i know they didn't write this for Michelle Yeoh, but I honestly can't think of anyone else who could better play this part um, for, for a lot of different reasons. The, the, like I said, the film is made of, of like, it's composed of pure anxiety a lot of times, which I know doesn't sound like fun, but the way it's kind of overcome is it just makes you feel good and makes feel feels like it's full of joy and everything. Um, this, this is honest to God might be my favorite movie of the year right now, three months or three months into the year. Um, I, I can't wait to see it again because I know I'm going to see different things, um, the second and third time. And, um, I, I was, I was all about this movie while I was watching it. It was, it was joyful to me. Could not wait to get out of the fucking theater when it was over. <laughs> Could not wait to get out. Um, I don't think this movie is profound in any way, but it thinks it does. Uh, these Daniel guys clearly think that they're brilliant and they're not. The feeling that I got from watching this absolute loud nonsense for over two hours uh, is that these guys blew a lot of weed and they watched The Matrix a bunch of times, and then this shit came out. Um, I, 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 was with, I was actually with the setup. I was with it for about the first 20 minutes. And once the, the, the thing happens where Short Round does his thing and they start jumping mm-hmm. around, that's where it lost me, and then it just becomes the same shit over and over and over again. Uh, I, I think it's bad, but it's like it's, it's self-importantly bad. Like it thinks it's really brilliant and it's not. Um, the, the, the special effects uh, are, are, seem like wasted. The, the, here's a movie with Michelle Yeoh where the martial arts uh, fight scenes are really horribly edited and shot and choreographed. And you've got Michelle Yeoh in this movie. Um, all of the, like, you've got, there's a bunch of dildos and butt plugs and rocks with googly eyes on them. <laughs> wow. And, and that stuff is supposed to, like, uh, you know, it's in there because it's like, hey, look, we have a really great sense of humor, but, uh, but, but these movies are, these things, these butt plugs and these, uh, and these dildos actually really <laughs> are, are, about, are about insight. And they're not. They're butt plugs and they're dildos and they're rocks with googly eyes on it. And that's it. There's nothing more to it. To apply any kind of intent or intelligence or symbol- symbolism to a bunch of butt plugs and dildos is not what this movie is about, in my opinion. 
Uh, it's just loud. It's repetitive. It never fucking ends. Um, and uh, it is, you know, it tries to be very clever, a movie within a movie, acknowledging Michelle Yeoh's movies and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, some of the performances are good. Uh, Stephanie Hsu, who, uh, Hugh, uh, Sue, who plays uh, her daughter, is particularly very strong in this movie, despite the fact that the material is shit. Jamie Lee Curtis is having a blast. Michelle Yeoh here and there is pretty good. Uh, my favorite moment in the movie, at least I got to see Jenny Slate. That's the only thing that made me happy was Jenny Slate's in this movie for about three minutes. Um, she's slinging. She's using her tiny little dog as a weapon, and that's yes, gonna, that's going to go over really well with the dog lovers in yeah, the audience. Yeah. I think. Well, by that point in the movie, I didn't. I, I just by that point in the movie, I was so numb to the shit that I was like, "All right, just end it." Um, and I just was. I was miserable during the whole movie. I was like, "Please end it!" Every attempt at being profound. That whole scene where the two rocks are on the edge and they're talking. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! It's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, and then, like like I said, it wouldn't exist without the Matrix, upon which this, like I said, it just seems to me like the Daniels dropped a little acid, blew a bunch of weed, watched the Matrix for about seven hours in a row, and then wrote this. Um, and it's and obviously it owes a lot to 2001, and it tries to be clever by acknowledging that. And then, like, people think, I don't understand, everybody's like, oh, it's so brilliant and clever and blah, blah, blah. Uh, there's this great scene where a guy's got a raccoon on his head instead of a rat, and it's a tribute to Ratatouille. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? And how is that even clever or what? Oh, look, it's instead of a rat, it's a raccoon. Isn't that brilliant? No. What's there's no point to it. There's like and then suddenly there's like you're supposed to feel for the raccoon at one point. It is a bunch of loud nonsense that's whipped at the screen for over two hours. And I could not get out of the theater fast enough. You know, you, you Steve, you think it's one of the best movies of the year. I think it's one of the worst movies yeah. of the year. So I hate um... it. Okay, <laughs> I won't even. I, 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 that's fine. <laughs> no, I know. But here's the thing. Let me just say this, and Steve and and uh, and Eric, listen. Here's the deal. Uh-huh. In all likelihood, ninety percent possibility, you're going to love it because everybody <laughs> loves it. And sitting oh. in that screening room last week, uh, clearly, it, the, the, I was the only person who hated it. Everybody was having a great time. There were lots <laughs> of laughs afterwards. People were like all jolly and happy. I wanted to get to the elevator and get the hell home and just punch somebody. Uh, so, but I will say this, it's, people are loving this movie. It's critically acclaimed. I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to have a huge cult following and that, you know, you know, people are going to love it. I, however, I am in the minority. I am going to be the one voice. I fucking hated this movie. Oh, so. Nick, you had me at dildos and butt plugs. Well, there's plenty of that. Well, then, if you th- if that's what you're looking for, there you go. And that's about that's about that's about as intelligent as the movie gets, too. So, Eric uh, is always looking for that. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Et, come on, yeah, not enough. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, what what do we got? To, what's so we're we're back in a couple of weeks, and uh, so we got the Sonic movie, which is next week, the Sonic and the Hedgehog. Um, uh, yeah, which looks terrible. <laughs> a new Michael Bay movie is coming out. Oh my uh, god! Hey, oh yeah, we're just yeah. the guys. Tr- we're just the guys trying to get old. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, another Fantastic yeah. Beasts movie. Is Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, that's coming yeah. out too. And uh, well, and then we'll, then we'll we'll start jumping into the summer. Boy, oh boy, already. Well, we yeah. still have the no- and like you said, the Northman is coming. The out, Northman, so. for God's yeah. sake! There we go. <laughs> And The Thing, if you want to go back and watch a movie that's 40 years old, that's better than anything that's out right now, that comes out. Mm-hmm. You guys will be showing that at the, at the Music Box in a couple of weeks. So. Many All times, right. yes. All right, cool. Uh, again, uh, e- uh, efilmcritic.com. Uh, Eric, you do a bunch of uh, uh, podcasts that people can check out. And Steve, you mm-hmm. write for Third Coast Video, and you do podcasts as well. 
Right. There goes review. Yes, not video. I don't know what. Why did I say video? Store, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what store yeah. you're going to, but well, I was thinking. I guess West West Coast West Coast popped into West my head. Coast. I guess dildos suddenly, and butt plugs. Suddenly it was 1996. Yeah, that's the back room. They used to call it dildos and butt plugs in the back room. Yeah. Uh, so all right. Uh, you know, I think I think I uh, intention I un- unintentionally made that movie sound a lot more entertaining than it really is. So, uh, <laughs> or you made it sound as a, as as entertaining as it actually oh, is. Oh, yeah. for Christ's <laughs> sake! All right, all right, we're gonna we're just gonna have to learn to disagree on that one. Yeah. So, okay, all right, uh, Eric, Steve, always a pleasure. It was fun, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks. Sounds good. See ya. All right, guys, take care. There you go. There's uh, there's Eric, and there's Steve, uh, and they join me every couple of weeks to review movies. And who joins me every episode? Well, it's the one, the only Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esma, I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon, yeah. Esmeralda, yeah, yeah. Esmeralda Leon, yeah, yeah. Get yourself some Esma. Love me some Esma. Esmeralda Leon. It's time once again for Esmeralda, Esmeralda Leon, to join the uh, the podcast. Hi, Esmeralda. How are you? Hello. I'm doing good. How are you? Um, you know, the things are things. Good. Mm. <laughs> the things usually aren't the things. See, sometimes they're know. not the things. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is happening in the world. They're very cool. Very, very cool. Hey, uh, what do you, uh, you it's, it's Friday, as, mm-hmm. uh, as we all know. It's not Thursday at all. It's Friday. And um, (laughs) (laughs) what do you guys got planned for the weekend? Anything happening? Um, Nothing, because I believe Colin has to uh, work. Oh. And again, crummy weather. Yeah, it's been pretty crappy. I was out in it again. hmm. Like, like, remember last week at this time we were talking about how I went to uh, like screenings in like Mm -hmm. pissy mist and stuff? (laughs) Yes. Uh, it was even worse. Uh, yes, uh, yes. No, uh, Wednesday. It was worse Wednesday. Ugh. And on top of that, the really bad thing about that, Esmeralda, is mm-hmm. that like, um, you know, uh, I went out in all that crap weather with the storms and the wind and the rain and the temperatures like in the you know like in the in the upper forties where it's really crappy because it's like yes. you know when it's when it's really cold you can go all right I'm gonna prep for this layer hats all that stuff but there's something about like 45 between like 45 degrees and 50 when it's whipping wind and rain it's even worse and on top of that like i had to walk it's a pretty pretty good train it's a pretty good walk from the train to the river east uh theater there down on illinois Mm -hmm. pretty good walk from there and 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 so i walked through all this shit there and then on the way home and i saw morbius the the new Jason Leto vampire comic book movie. I only know about it because you saw it. Yeah, I did see it. Now, how did you know about it? Because I posted it on the intranet. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the only way. I was like, Jared Leto has a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, movie. I would use the term movie loosely. <laughs> Yikes! Ooh, 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 they're not, I mean, are they really promoting it? I feel like 
haven't yeah, seen they anything. are. It's 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 they are. They're promoting it. Um, you know, uh, but it's a disaster, and I think the studio Ooh, knows Michael it. Keaton. Well, here's the. Th- oh, I'm not going to get into it because everybody who's listening Tyrese. To the- yeah. Everybody who's listening to the podcast right now just heard me bitching about the movie and me and yes. Steve yelling about it. So, but yeah, it's not good. I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste my time if you're looking to kill some time. You know, is it? Is it? Is it something? It's like. What do you mean? Uh, is it part of a, a, Sp- a Spider-Man universe? Marvel Marvel universe? Yeah. It's oh, is of, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Well, it's you, a shame. you hope those are good because not, then they can then yeah, put them not, into the I, other ones and such. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't care about any of that shit. So it just it was it was a bad it was bad all the way around for me because I don't care about any of those multi universe cardboard or you know comic book things. I just don't care. Yeah. If it's not a dark sort of really you know uncomic book like comic book movie, I don't care. Like I like Logan. <laughs> Logan and the Batman, the last Batman movie, those are my ideas of good comic book movies. And they're so not comic book movies. That's why I yeah. like them. That's why I like them. <laughs> Logan is still my favorite comic book movie of all time. I think that movie is amazing. So anyway. They have good posters for, for the Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Give them that. Yeah. Yeah, good poster sometimes does make the movie, so. Uh, I mean, right. that's that's what gets people in sometimes. Right? Sure, sure, and and <laughs> and, uh, cool. and and false advertising the Michael Keaton thing. I'm not going to get into that, but uh, there you go. <laughs> not going to get into it. Hey, uh, you know, uh, as we speak, Esmeralda, all the time. Uh, today is Friday, April first. Yes, that means it's April Fool's Day, which is really where. Where do you stand on April Fool's Day? Um, it's fine. Yeah. I don't go out of my way to try to trick people on things. I think I did once and it never it didn't really work out. What happened? Did it backfire? Um, did you end up with a what No, happened? it didn't backfire, but it was just kind of silly. It wasn't anything like amazingly no, hard to el- do. Not, or not elaborately planned or anything like that. Exactly. No? Um, but I do like I'm a fan of uh when companies do the April Fools. Like Taco Bell when they said they bought the Liberty Bell? Yes. You so when they do one? stuff like that, I'm like, oh, that's silly. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> and the one with the uh, the the catalog. I Which forget catalog? what company it is, but they know they do a catalog and it's got like f- weird stuff in it. Oh right. Um, like April Fools things. Yeah. And one well, that they actually did. So they're whoever it was is the ones who did the um the Star Wars. What's that animal that that uh they hide in? The the tear them open and tauntaun. Yes. Yeah. It was a tauntaun. Jesus, I'm uh, disgusted bag. that I knew that. I'm sad that I knew that. <laughs> it was a tauntaun sleepy bag, and people were so into it that they actually made it. Oh, okay. All right. Was it Spencer it gifts was, or something? No, it was something like that. It was some like some silly yeah. uh, joke well, place. Whatever. You know, when when they do pull those and like people people, it takes a while for people to like figure it out. Like if it's a news story or something, or somebody's mm-hmm. on a TV show and they do something, and then you go. What's the date today? So anytime you see something yeah. online today, like anytime today that you're scrolling through your feed, really realize that today is April 1st. And, you know, there's a really good percentage uh, uh, that it's going to be bullshit, that it's not going to be real. Or not sometimes if it's yeah. the news lately. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Every day feels like April Fool's Day at this point. Yeah. During the Oscars, it was like, wait a minute, did he really go up there and slap him or is it April Fool's Day? What's going on here? <laughs> um, well, anyway, we have a couple of a couple of emails and stuff to catch up on. And, and again, Ooh. if you want to be a part of the uh, podcast, uh, 
the Nick D podcast here on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. We would love to hear from you. Voicemail us at 773-417-6948, 773-417-6948 for any and all uh, voicemail messages. And send us an email. Uh, tons of emails have come in. Nick D podcast at gmail.com, Nick D podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I do have uh, an email here, uh, Esmeralda. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about something. And it says, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say that it is great to hear your voice again. My brother Joe and I have listened to you for many, many years, and we were both overjoyed to hear that you're back doing what you do best. Please uh, know how much we appreciate, and we are here for it and the swearing. They like they like that I can swear now. <laughs> a lot of people, swearing. by the way, a lot of people like that. Some people don't. There are some people like, you don't need to swear. Uh, what they don't words. Un- what they don't, I know it's just <laughs> words, but what they don't understand is that the only reason I didn't swear before when I was on WGN is because I couldn't. Uh, yeah, that's because <laughs> the only, that's, this is how I talk. So that offends you. Sorry. Uh, on the podcast on Tuesday, you were talking about events that were captured on live TV. Remember when we were talking about Esmeralda? Mm-hmm. Crazy yes. live TV. Uh, and you mentioned that Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake Super Bowl thing. Mm-hmm. And it said that inadvertently that became the reason why YouTube exists. Are you aware of this, Esmeralda? Really? Here's the story. It's from how, a Yahoo. How so? Here's here's this is the quote that he polled. Um, this is uh, John from uh, Prairie Village, Kansas. Says, "P.S. I love your dad's jokes. Hell yeah! What's not to love?" Well, anyway, <laughs> the Yahoo article that he pulled the quote from says, "At that time, Jawad Karam was a software engineer at PayPal. He could no longer. He could not." Uh, uh, he could find no footage of that performance online, nor in the, nor of the Indian Ocean tsunami that year. Uh, there had been no way to watch the event uh, then or any way once the aired video was con- uh, once the content you couldn't watch it again. With Chad Hurley and Stephen Chen, he thought it would be a good idea to host a website where videos like those performances and others could be shared. The idea for YouTube was born that year. And began develop. They began developing the code. It took off after being workshopped in San Francisco at a dinner party. And in 2005, Google acquired the site for 1.65 billion dollars. And YouTube's initial success was partially due to people searching for Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake's infinite performance, infamous performance. Huh. That's neat. So ultimately, that ridiculous uh, thing that Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson did led. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the beginning of YouTube. I think we... that's it. You know what? I enjoy a good uh, invention or what you know, product or whatever, uh, filling a void. Yeah, filling a true void where it was needed. Because imagine, like, what would you do? I use YouTube so much when I do voiceover work to find out how to pronounce things. Sure, because. Like a news story or somebody just talking or the person himself, like they have an interview and I'm like, hi, I'm so-and-so. Right. Um, so I wouldn't even, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like the internet. I don't know what I did before the internet existed to look things up and find things yeah. because. Mm. <laughs> no, I know. And I used to, you know, I used to, before the internet and everything, we would sit in bars and argue about shit for like mm-hmm. hours, you know, because. You know, me being a, a bar fly for many years and, and, you know, recovering alcoholic, I did a lot of drinking and yelling in bars and yeah. making bets on what was true and what wasn't true. Now oh, wow. you just Google it. You know, before we would sit there for three hours and scream at each other about what we thought was right and wrong. Although 
I have a friend who hates the idea of ha- of googling things during conversations because yeah. it does it it brings a different. I mean, it's it is like you said, three hours of yelling. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be yelling, but it's three hours of conversation. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and now Google is just like immediately it's like oh, Has eliminated all, right, well. all of that. <laughs> It's eliminated all of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. For better no, or for worse, I guess. For better or for worse, yeah. But I mean, it's, it is interesting to think about, you know, especially for, you know, and we've talked about this, we're both sound, starting to sound, well, I've sounded old for a very long time, but we're both like getting into that area where it's like, remember when, where there was no Google, you little bastard? You know, like it was just like, try to live by going to, do you remember I know the Dewey Decimal System, you little son of yeah. a bitch? You know, you know, you know what I mean? Because that doesn't. Exa- I mean, it does exist, but not like yeah. how we oh, had it. No, not in the all. little in the in the little tiny shelving. There's little drawers. shelves with the index cards and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, with the yeah, drawers. Yeah. Oh, yep, yep. So, uh, so in addition to getting that email, uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Keenan Thompson and because uh, uh, from the '90s, we were talking about uh, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, what was what was the Good Burger the movie. Yes. And I was talking about how much I love the scene uh, with Abe Vigoda. So somebody sent me this. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. So that... <laughs> Well, there you go. No. <laughs> and a shortened version. Hold on. I think I broke my ass. Yeah. I think I, I broke love... my ass. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love that somebody's giving you sound bites. They're just sending me sound bites. Like, hey, Nick, you like this? Here you I go. I think I broke my ass. Yeah, here you go. Wait. You think you can get me to a hospital? I think I broke my ass. There you go. It's like you need a producer, Nick? Because somebody seems I, I like just, they're gunning for it. People, I guess so, man. I guess so. But anyway, so thank you for that. Now I can just, anytime I can just. I go. think I broke my ass. Yeah, <laughs> And of course. Is my elderly. Oh, no, wait, I hit the wrong. I love oh, boy. Nick's show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Moved my mouse too quickly. I don't know how many. I've, well, shit, that's a story of my life right uh, there, Esmeralda. Hello. Wait a minute. Moved my mouse too quickly. What? All right. Hey, don't you love it when you get to? I, 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 I you know how we get? We, we love to get emails, you know, uh, yeah. and, and voicemails and stuff from mm-hmm. from our our uh, listeners and our subscribers of the Nick D podcast. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I love it when comments and stuff come up because I do videos now on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of YouTubes, I wouldn't have it. I wouldn't have like a YouTube you channel go. now and do those stupid videos that I do uh, all the time to kill some time and get some people to 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 watch and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I did a a, a video recently. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but someone's the you know they leave <laughs> they leave comment. I can't remember what it was. I do I do almost one a day uh, on the YouTube. So I throw I, I, there's a lot of them out there that I do. Um, and somebody, and I always love when, when someone leaves a comment or there is an email or some sort of like voice or some sort of contact from someone. And there's some sort of backhanded kind of bullshit that they lead with. Mm, of course. Let me, let me give you an example. Ezra. You probably know what it, like, for instance, hi, Nick, whenever it starts out with, you know, I usually disagree with everything you say whenever it starts out with that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, Yet they still listen to you, so no, they still, I know. you know, follow you. So no, there you go. I know it's like I usually disagree, but whenever whenever something starts out with like I usually disagree with you on everything, or uh, I've never agreed with you on movies, or I usually disagree with everything you say. Immediately, I'm like, well, fuck you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I read it and I'm like, all right, well, you usually disagree with me, but so like they're giving me a chance. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> 
I usually disagree with everything you say, but in this case, you know, so like they've deigned to, 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 to bless me with their presence. You know, you know what I mean? Well, you have one commonality now. Yeah. One. Now, granted, and again, you know, as well, you look at the bright side, which is like, hey, at least they're listening. And I appreciate that. But right? that's how is that a way to start out a sentence? Hey, you know, you're a jerk, but you know what I mean? Like, I think you're an ass, but. Yeah, I don't mean to I, offend. I don't I yeah. don't want to offend. But exactly. It's exactly. like, well, you're like, so you're gonna. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, that's not how you start something. Like immediately I, I, I completely shut off. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. You know, I usually disagree with you. Like, you know, like even they go so far as sometimes you never know. You, I, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But I don't the rest of the email means nothing to me. The rest of the comment, I'm right. like, OK, whatever, man. I'm not, I'm not I don't racist, care. But, but yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, not mm. to I don't mean to offend, okay. but, mm. you know, Mm-mm. so anytime it starts out with I usually agree with everything you say. I usually disagree with disagree. your choice. I think that your taste in, mu- in music is terrible, but I think that your taste <laughs> in movies is awful. But it's like, shut up. Well, again, good or, or bad publicity, right? No, Doesn't listen, matter. I'm listen. I still hey, eyeballs. No, 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 ear no. Holes. Hey, it's, in, in our case, it's ears <laughs> and it's ears that are listening. And I appreciate that. I'm not going to say that I don't appreciate people listening, but, you know, tact when you when you when you send you know use oh that tact. doesn't exist no oh, exactly Lord, that's not a thing exactly like i'm <laughs> like i'm supposed to be just like immediately like hey you're an asshole but oh okay <laughs> thank you for commenting i appreciate that anyway but i got one of those the other day which was like you know usually you're an idiot but oh okay all right well what was it that now it's, it was I can't remember it was a comment and and, and, and it's but no, no no I don't remember because it's, well it, it, I essentially don't remember because immediately when I read the first sentence I went well screw this person you know what I mean like blessed. I'm not, you're just like nope I don't care I mean I read it I just don't remember sp- any specifics on it it's just that anything that starts out that way and again this was a comment on YouTube so it wasn't someone here's a, it, there's oh, a big okay. difference this is a big difference I, let me just pre- preface this and specify this okay make this clear this is someone some jag off on YouTube who just you know said, hey, you did this. I don't usually agree. This isn't someone who actually took the time to write an email. Mm, or took the, okay, or I took thought the, it was an email. No, or took the time to write an email to us or to the podcast or to, took the time to leave a voicemail message or anything like that. This is just some random jag off on the internet who went, yeah, well, I normally don't agree with you, but you know what I mean? That's a huge yeah. difference. There's a huge yeah, difference. Yeah, the co- comments is easy to just yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop. Anybody can jot down some comment and start off with a rude, idiotic way you know, just by commenting on something on the internet, not to actually take mm-hmm. the time if you care enough and go, hey, uh, maybe I don't agree with you, but I'm going to leave you a, a, a well-written, thought-out email. If someone takes the time to do that, that's different. But some jag off on the on the internet going, you know, normally you're a <laughs> dickhead, but, you know. So, anyway. I just so if you really want to piss us off, use that <laughs> use sentence that. structure. Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> normally I think you and Esmeralda are morons, but... <laughs> But you said one good thing. I'm like, hey, you're listening the entire time. Great. Yeah, you listen you. to the whole thing. That's the other thing. It's like, okay. But that was the thing, and it's true. It's absolutely true. You know, uh, you've, you've, you've seen the movie uh, Private Parts. Yes. Um, where they, they're, they're trying to get Howard Stern fired. Pig Vomit is trying to get mm-hmm. Howard Stern fired. And they've got his ratings and, the, and you know, the, the length of time, you know, the time spent listening, which, yeah. is, of course, in the business is called TSLs. Uh, and sure, 
and uh, in the business time spent listening, the, 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 and not to toot my own horn, but I had the highest TSLs in WGN history because oh, it's over. Not, not to toot my own horn, but it's true. Um, but like overnights, tend, that tends to happen because more people leave the radio on and listen longer overnight because when you're, you know, when you're listening like during drive time or morning or afternoon, you're in and out of the car, you're going into work, you're coming back, you're in a store, mm-hmm. you come back, you know what I mean? True. But most yeah. people listen like on overnights, you listen all night. If you're at work, you have it on all night, you know? If you're at home and you're in bed, you have it on all night. So your TSLs are much bigger during that time. So I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, say that I'm I was the greatest, but I was. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> so so time spent listening. They said in in um, in in uh, uh, private parts, they're like, uh, what are the, what are the what are the, what's the feedback? And the listener feedback was, I I hate him. Um, you know, like, uh, he, 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 you know, he's, he, he makes me crazy, blah, blah, blah. And how long do you listen? They say, uh, the average time listening to people who hate Howard St- or to people who love Howard Stern, the average time listening is 45 minutes. And then, mm. uh, well, why is that? And he says, I can't wait to hear. The reason is I can't wait to hear what he, ha- what he says next. And then they said, well, what's the average time listening for people who hate him, who hate Howard Stern? And they said two hours. And they said, well, what's the reason? <laughs> And the reason is, I can't wait to hear what he says next. So that kind of wow. sums kind of sums it up. Well, and it's true. Go. It's true. So anyway, well, anyway, Esmeralda, I think uh, sometimes you know you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But let's talk about April. I'll Fool's agree. Day. <laughs> You'll agree. <laughs> you know, Esmeralda, it's despite like, yeah. the fact. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, okay. So April Fool's Day, that's today. So we should be uh, a little bit leery of everything we see on the internet, which we should every day. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, advice to stick. Have you ever with. had a Have you ever had an April Fool's Day uh, joke played upon you? I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. I. Funny enough, I've never really been pranked in my life. <laughs> so, like Ashton Kutcher would be wasting his time on you then. No, but I. Um, he would probably be the first because I don't really. I don't think I've ever been pranked. Oh boy! Well, I don't think so. All right. And if it was, it wasn't very good. <laughs> did you watch Punked back in the day? Oh uh, yeah. I did too. Hey, by the way, like I, I would have loved to have had that. I know. Listen, I know that you and I both love the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw the trailer, like literally before we started uh, doing this. April twentieth, it comes back. Uh, the Who, reunion. What season? New Orleans. Oh my god. Oh boy. Oh. My God, the trailer, <laughs> Esmeralda! Oh my God! Um, so far, they've had New York and they've had LA. Yeah, uh, and now they're doing New Orleans, and that was from two thousand. That was from yeah. Now this, it's it, they're getting into the good oh, stuff. Oh, Esmeralda! In my opinion, wait till you see the trailer. It's online. Just just enjoy, and it starts. Uh, <laughs> it starts April twentieth on Paramount Plus. Oh my God! I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And I believe everybody's back. Like some of these, you know, for the for the reunion. David's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I told Wait. you that, right? That uh, my ex boyfriend knew him. Wait, I think he did, but well, t- now you brought it up, so you you know yeah. sometimes sometimes I agree with you, Esmeralda, but <laughs> uh, no, what, he, tell t- tell us this story. Please. He worked at uh, no, he just worked at the um, oh, it was like a a CD uh, no, it was a poster store. Uh, on Belmont that no longer exists. Uh, and they worked there together. And apparently he borrowed a bunch of animes from my ex and never gave them back. 
Well, that makes total sense to me. And I also saw him at the when it was there. It's gone now. Uh, the the Duncan Dairy Queen or not Duncan Dairy Queen Duncan Thirty One Flavors that was on the corner of Diversity and Halstead. Yeah. Okay. Diversity and Halstead. He was sure. eating a sandwich with a very large jug of water. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, it's you got to see the trailer. Um, it's for, for oh, no, it's, I'm it's, no, no, I cannot wait. Yeah, no, it's Paramount Plus, And, uh, the, the first, uh, the reunion of New York was fantastic. The reunion of LA was fantastic. Uh, and I, I cannot wait for this one. I can't wait for Hawaii too. Hawaii is going to be, Oh gosh. Oh, yeah, man. Oh God. I would like a Seattle as well. It's me too. Oh shit. Oh, Seattle. That's where he threw the doll into the water and slapped the girl. Got, yeah. She got Lyme disease. Oh, no, she man. had Lyme disease. She had Lyme disease. Yeah. She, she had, had Lyme it. Disease. Right. It just then, came. It just like came back or whatever. Yeah. She had Lyme disease and he threw her doll in the, into the water oh, and boy. slapped her across the face and then they kicked him out of that. Oh, fantastic. Oh, anyway. God, so I, I'm sorry to, to, go off on a tangent but that i just watched the trailer like right before we started recording and i knew that you would love it so april 20th it's exciting yeah i can't wait i can't wait either all right so pranks now i I have this article that we both have in front of us and as we we both noticed uh george clooney seems to be a prankster right yeah he seems to be a fun loving guy (laughs) um well, here's the f- the first one here. It says, George Clooney tricked a whole town with a fake celeb wedding. Although this seems kind of mean. Well, it, read the rest of it. What, what, uh... <laughs> so he put, he put high-top chairs on the lawn of his Italian villa, uh, making paparazzi swarm around the villa for weeks. By the way, I'm assuming he wasn't there? Because wouldn't he be so annoyed with the paparazzi just going around his villa for weeks? Um, no, but they yeah. thought it was so. He did that to make them think it was the Brad and Angelina wedding. Uh, so uh, it got so bad that even the town's mayor put police on alert. But of course, <laughs> nothing happened. Good old George Clooney. Good old George Clooney, and he and Brad Pitt. I mean, they made those Oceans movies together, and they were they they. There right. are so many stories about them screwing around on the set. Yeah, and, you know, They're playing BFFs. pranks. And, and yeah, they are. And you can tell when you watch the movie; those movies aren't very good, but they're fun because you clearly are like. Here's a bunch of rich people just having fun. That's basically yeah, all those I don't, movies are. I don't watch those for like some kind of cinem- cinema yeah. Yeah. cinema right. experience. Yeah. I watch them because they're like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and they clearly, they clear, it, it was just a bunch of rich people in, a, in you know, beautiful European locations. Um, and when they weren't making a movie, they were fucking around. And that's basically what those movies are. Well, there you go. Yeah. But George Clooney, though, who is mentioned in this article more than a few times, as we've mentioned. Now, can I tell you my favorite George Clooney sort of prank? Mm hmm. Okay. This is my favorite. Um, I can't remember whose radio show. It might have been Stern's uh, that I that I heard this on. Mm -hmm. But apparently when Clooney first moved to L.A. as a broke actor, Mm -hmm. you know, back in the days, like when he had the bad hair and he was on uh, Facts of Life and all that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, and what was the other sitcom? He was on another one too. Then I can't remember what it was. Uh, he was on Roseanne. Oh, that's right, Roseanne. Uh, so before he got any of those gigs, like when he first, like in the eighties, when he first moved to LA, broke young actor, he stayed with like this couple, uh, mm-hmm. and I guess it was a childhood friend of his uh, who was like, "Yeah, you can stay here. It's me and my wife, and you know, it's just me and our cat, 
and my wife. It's me and my wife and, and our cat. And you can stay here. And, and, and he stayed and he ended up staying. He outstayed his welcome, as many broke actors do. Mm-hmm. And he ended up staying there. Uh, it's like, okay, you know, and the wife at some point was like, look, get this guy out of here. You know, he's never going to get work. He's a terrible actor. You know, I'm like, this thing, mm-hmm. look at his hair, you know, look at his hair. <laughs> you That's admit, not an actor's hair. Right. Well, you got to admit, you've seen pictures of 80s Clooney it's, with the hair. Yeah, it's quite big. It is. It is. Now, to be fair, Probably for that time period, it wasn't as bad. You know what I mean? Because everybody's hair was shitty in the 80s. So Yeah. Uh, I can certainly say mine was. Um, so anyway, he was staying for a very long time. But he po- so he pulled, he, he was like, it got to the point where it was like, the, I guess the wife was bitching all the time. Mm-hmm. So what he started to do was, he, they, they kept the litter box, uh, the cat's litter box in the bathroom, as some people mm-hmm. do. Okay. When I had cats, I kept the litter box in, in, in my bathroom. Yeah. makes sense. And so, uh, so he would go into the bathroom, you know, to do his dirty business (laughs) and he'd see the litter box there. And then every once in a while he would just be, he would try to help out, you Mm -hmm. know, he'd be like, okay, I've been here a while. I'm like mooching, you know, staying with him. Sometimes I mooch food off of him. So he would scoop the litter box. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just to help out, he would scoop out the the crap yeah. from the litter box as to help out. So like uh, sometimes he would do that, and then like it got to the point where I guess like he was like really tired of having the wife yell at him all the time, and mm-hmm. the husband yell at him all the time because he was outstaying his welcome. So he decided he was going to pull a prank. So what he did was he would scoop the litter box out, and then he would shit in the litter box. Okay. Wow. So it would That's be so he would he would <laughs> shit in the litter box. And then they thought there was something terribly wrong with their cat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because, so yeah, it's not the same. They're not the same. So he did this for like, I don't know, five, six days or something. He would, <laughs> he did this. Wow. He would scoop out the litter, the, he, the actual cat poop, and then he would put his own in there. God, I'm like, how did you do it? Did you poop in the box? I would imagine. Did you poop I, and then catch I, it and I then would put imagine, it in the box. My guess is squatting over the box is what he did. That Good would be Lord. Um, so, but that's that's the thing. And then they thought, oh my God, there's something wrong. What the hell's going on with the cat? You know, they were like, <laughs> what are we feeding the cat? So they were going to change the diet. They, had, they took him into the vet. They're like, what's going on? Well, the cat is like pooping the size of like, like really <laughs> large. This is really disturbing. And then uh, I don't know if they ever found out. I don't think they did. And then he like moved out. And then years later, I guess that like the, it was like, oh yeah, that was me. I took crap in your, in your cat's litter box. (laughs) Oh my God. But not really. Just that sounds like it's just once he was doing like a whole, he did um, like, it was a, I I think it was days worth. Like he really like to the point where they, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, so at the point where like they were like, we have to take the cat in. Like this is there's something wrong with this cat. Yeah, that's a very. It just sounds again. It sounds kind of mean. It, <laughs> it's very yeah, calculating. It like yeah, I'm shit in this box. And right. Gonna... <laughs> so they they would think that the cat there's so like he so you know he would scoop out the cat box you know clean it out and then I guess because he got no acknowledgement and because they mm-hmm. were yelling at him all the time like he they didn't say well at least you're cleaning the litter box. He didn't get any enough, so he decided he was going to take a crap in the litter box and make them think wow. that there was something wrong with their cat. Jesus. So now again, <laughs> I cost just, them thousands of dollars. I'm, yeah, I mean, they probably <laughs> took him to the vet, and the vet's like, "The cat's fine. I don't know what's you know." 
But but and again, now this might be bullshit. It might not be true because I did hear it on a radio show, uh, and I think it was Stern. And I I'm not sure if it was Clooney who told. I don't think it was Clooney who told the story, but it was somebody who knows Clooney. Mm. Uh, who told the story. So it was secondhand, secondhand on a radio show. So again, it might not be true, but yeah. the idea that George Clooney Hearsay. squatted over a litter box <laughs> and took a crap in order to make people think that there was something wrong with their pet cat was pretty funny, I thought. Yeah, it's pretty, wow. Yeah. Wow, George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. So he's the king of pranks. They don't get more pranky than that. <laughs> sure. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, now, what would you think if suddenly... Uh, what's your? I'm sorry, Jake. Jake, yeah, yeah. If Jake's um, poop was suddenly gigantic and human-like, uh, I mean, I like, would probably assume it's probably people. Who? Who's going to come into your? Colin's not going to take a crap in the litter box, is he? Oh, but oh, so it's not a prank. Literally, the cat. No, 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 no. But yeah, but I mean, but yeah, well, that's but, what I mean. I'd be like, why does this look like people? It looks yeah. like people poo. <laughs> right. But it's just you and Colin. You know what I mean? And then you're like, what? Okay, so guess, you're just suggesting that there would be someone who would come in and poop in the box. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, like, do, you, do you have a super? Do you have like? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be disturbing, actually. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what was the uh, Schneider? It's like, do you have a Schneider in your building, like a one day at a time? Uh, no, not someone that just comes in whenever they please. Like Schneider, no. like in one day at a time. <laughs> I picture Schneider. Schne- I I wouldn't put it past Schneider to take a shit in someone's litter box. In 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 yeah, Anne Romano, I wouldn't like yeah. Anne Romano and the and the two girls have a cat. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Schneider just went in the middle of the night, took a crap in their litter box. Wouldn't surprise me at all. That's the kind of thing Schneider would do. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. It's real <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I always thought it was privacy so weird. has been ruined. <laughs> how, how would you feel if you had a dude like Schneider as your super? I would. I would get a. Um, I would get an extra lo- like a one of those across the thing locks. Deadbolt. No, the ones that don't go from the outside. What's it called? Apartments in movies have them. <laughs> like a, it's a little chain. Oh, oh yeah, cha- the chain that you. Put. I have the one. Cha- on my, I have one chain? on my front door. Yeah, a chain. Oh, do yeah. you? I don't. Yeah. We don't have one. Yeah, we just have, have a. One. We have a deadbolt, but you can open it from the outside. Yeah, the chain. The chain on the door. You open it and it only opens a little bit, like a crack. Yeah, I would put That's, one of those on there. I've always a, had a few, I, maybe. I have a well. I mean, as you you know me, Esmeralda, I have a, a like a, a really bad home invasion phobia. Yeah, uh, like really bad. Like it freaks me out, and I have nightmares about it. And I have ever since because when I was a little kid, somebody tried to break in the house, and I saw them trying to get in with their hand in the door, trying to open yeah. the door. And I have like recurring nightmares about home invasion. And any movie that involves home invasion, mm-hmm. like completely freaks me out. Completely. So Do you have yes. a security system? I'm sorry? Do you have a security system? Uh, yes, to everybody, to... yes, to everybody who's listening, yes, I have many security systems. <laughs> many. <laughs> I have a bunch of them, you know. Just if one a, doesn't work, the other uh, one just will in, pick just up in the case, slack. Just in case anybody's <laughs> thinking, any uh, subscribers out there are thinking that they might drop oh by, I have God. armed guards at my front and back door as we speak. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... All right. How about this one? Terry Jones from uh, the late, great Terry Jones from Python. I think this is great. Yeah. Why don't you a fake BBC documentary about flying penguins? Isn't that awesome? Well, I love. So I again, <laughs> see, I like it. The company, the big old company. Yeah. Uh, in on the in on the joke. I like that. 
Yes, the BBC was in on it. And uh, it's Terry Jones, uh, the wonderful, amazing Terry Jones. Uh, he, uh, they dropped a, tra- a, a fake trailer as an April Fool's gag on the BBC called Miracles of Evolution. <laughs> I don't remember this. I wish that could, there's got to be footage. Speaking of YouTube, Esmeralda, here we go. Oh, yeah. The trailer has to be up. It's got to be I'm out sure there. BBC is. I'm sure BBC, too, is proud of it. Terry Jones' fake documentary about flying penguins. We have to find that. Um, I just, that. again, I love that the BBC was in on it. So, yeah. oh, there's BBC money behind that trailer. Yeah. So it probably looks real professional. Yeah. And Terry Jones, oh, God, he was just so great. Oh, I loved him. Um, how about this one? Now, this one I find fascinating, as well, the, the next one here. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson prank called Russell Crowe for years, and they never <laughs> met. How is that even? Can you wrap your mind around that? I don't. I just, I love that he just did it. Yeah. Like MJ was just doing it just to do it. I thought I heard that he was a bit of a prankster as well. Michael Jackson? Yeah. Okay. I don't know well, why I think that, but. I would just never put those two together in any circumstance. You know what I mean? Michael Jackson right. well, and Russell Crowe. Right, well, I mean, Crow. we never, we, he, they never did either. Yeah. Because they never met. <laughs> It says, uh, um, Michael Jackson found out the name that Cameron Crowe would stay Cameron Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell yeah, Crow. like he's going he's gonna to prank writer-director Cameron Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to prank that guy who made Almost Famous. I love him. <laughs> um, and he would stay, what, he found out what name he would stay in hotels under, and he would prank call him and ask if he was around. So, I just, that's weird. And uh, you know what? I'm not a big Michael Jackson guy. That's pretty funny. I would never think sense of humor and Michael Jackson in the same category. Really? No. Yeah. I mean, unless he has a sense of humor that's combined with, you know, that only aliens can understand. Uh, that would. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, so according to an article from the Express. Okay. Which is a, hold on. Dang you, I accept your privacy rules. Oh, okay. Those are <laughs> always great, me... right? All right. Anyway. Um, apparently, uh, Michael Jackson, uh, was friends with Lou Ferrigno, right? (laughs) Uh, apparently he hired Lou Ferrigno as his personal trainer and they became good friends. See, they're Um, right there. I just don't even know what to say about that. Like Lou Ferrigno hanging out with Michael Jackson. Well, he was paying him, Yeah, but he became friends because of Um, but he reveals how he, uh, so the kid Ferrigno Jr. Um, was uh, telling uh, this article or whatever of how Michael Jackson would play pranks on his dad, who was eighty five percent deaf. Yes. So he, um, so Lou Ferrigno's kid said that Michael Jackson would call and be like, "Hey, I'm looking for Omar," and my dad would be, "Huh? Who's this?" Oh, I'm looking no. for Omar. <laughs> like he would just, God, that's so mean. That's unbelievable. And wow. then Lou Ferrigno's just yelling into the phone, "Who's Omar?" <laughs> wow, wow, Michael Jackson was a jagoff. Wow. <laughs> okay. Apparently, uh, said he loved playing pranks. Okay, Michael Jackson liked to play pr- play pranks. Some of them cruel, I might add. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. I would never think that. I don't know why I would think that. You know who doesn't like to play pranks? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. And that's not a prank. She really does. Oh, she... (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that. How about this? William Shatner. Mm -hmm. William Shatner faked falling to his death on a Twilight Zone set. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, again. That's just mean as hell. (laughs) What kind of... What? Can you imagine the insurance company going just, I mean, like everybody in that production just going apeshit if that happened? I mean, you see him on the ground, you just go, oh my God, like people are calling people, like how long, I'm I'm curious. Um. Oh, okay. So it was a dummy, apparently. It was a dummy that fell. And then what? So he just like pops out of somewhere and goes, ah. It says Shatner and another guy fought on an airplane wing, and then Shatner fell to the ground apparently to his death, but it was all staged, and a lifelike dummy is what fell. Shatner did it just to shock director Richard Donner, who would go on to direct uh, Superman and Lethal Weapon, and he just passed away last year, Richard Donner. Um, And so, and and Richard Donner directed several episodes of the classic Twilight Zone. So basically, he set it Mm -hmm. up where like it looked like Shatner fell, but it was a dummy, and Richard Donner was probably underneath the wing or something and thought that it was actually him who fell. I'm just like, how do you... And then what did he just pop out of somewhere and went, hey! Hey, so, hey it's not... I guess when this, I guess when everybody panicked, the director Tricked almost had a heart you. attack. They ran oh, over to Lord. check the body, and it was a dummy, and then he's standing in the corner going, ha! <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, Chat- Shatner. That's mean. Yeah. I don't well, like that one. All right. How about Daniel? Ra- I love this one. Daniel Radcliffe trolled paparazzi by wearing the same thing for months. Well, I didn't know this, but apparently, I guess paparazzi won't really take pictures of you if you're wearing the same thing you've already been photographed in. So then he just wore the same outfit for five months. Yeah, that's really that's. I think that's brilliant. I really do. I think that's brilliant. I, I didn't know that they wouldn't. Yeah, I, I guess, guess you can't really the- prove. Right. You can, you, you know, it's not like exclusive if somebody's wearing the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Because then they'll be like, what? That was the same day. Right. <laughs> so it says Radcliffe realized that paparazzi wouldn't take pictures of him wearing something that they'd already photographed him in. So he wore the same outfit for five months. <laughs> wow. Do you think he just had multiples or do you think he was wearing the same one every time? I don't know. I, I would, I he would seems like, like think... a clean dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like Daniel Radcliffe. I always have. Yeah, apparently I just saw something that says that he likes to go by Dan and not Daniel. Yeah, okay. Apparently oh, Sandra Bullock's kids. Sandy. Well, San- San- Sandy's she's, kids. She's Sandy. Told yeah. her that. Really? She was calling him Daniel. And they're like, he doesn't like, he goes Because they Dan. made that, they just made that shitty movie together. Yes. That, uh, lost yeah. Um, well, how, at least he doesn't go by E.L., you know, that would be that would be very um like like, like, like ooh like Topher from Topher or me E.L. E.L. Radcliffe. Yeah, E.L. Just call me E.L. Shut Niel. up. Topher. Niel. Niel sounds like a name actually. Niel? Mm. Wasn't that that wasn't didn't didn't uh, uh Jodie Foster play her out in the forest? Wasn't that what Nell? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No, if you Niel. if you just take the D off it it starts to get a little uh Annual. <laughs> all right, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that at all. Uh, how about this one? Liam Liam Neeson called his Taken co-star Maggie Grace's ex in character. Could you imagine this? That's fun. 
he called up her ex and said, uh, he told him, your first mistake was dating out of your league. <laughs> so he growled into the phone, you know, like his character. I wonder if the dude got freaked out. I, are you kidding? If Liam Neeson called me and said, hey, Nick, I have a, good, I have, I have a, a set of skills, <laughs> you know. Why does he sound like Sean Connery? I, well, yeah, I, I don't know. We'd have to get that was my. A food, bit, you did a bit of a Sean Connery there. You have to. Yeah, he's you got know, a weird accent. Liam. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like kind of Irish. Sounds, yeah. I mean, he's Irish. English he's he's Irish like, as hell, but it's got it's good. But you know who can do a killer, Liam Neeson, is uh, Josh Robert Thompson. Oh. He does a killer, Liam. Just quick. Uh, uh, we have we, we we have no time. Quick. That he does it. He does an unbelievable <laughs> Liam Neeson. But yeah, Liam Neeson calling you up. That would be fantastic to get a phone call from Liam Neeson. I, th- I heard, I will, I thought I I heard somewhere. You. I will find you <laughs> and I will kill you. I thought I saw something where they had Liam Neeson do. The, oh, I think it was like Graham Norton or something. Um, somebody, he did that whole speech for someone's voicemail. Yes, he did. You know, it, when it, people yeah. listen to voicemails. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You're right. And it was it was Graham Norton. I can't remember who it was for another celebrity. And they gave the they gave he gave Liam Neeson his phone and Liam Neeson did the thing into his into the uh, Yeah. Oh Liam Neeson. Yeah. Liam Neeson's. Uh and then last one, how about this? George Clooney again. This one I love. George Clooney puts a fuck cops bumper sticker on Brad Kitt's Brad Pitt's car. <laughs> <laughs> and it says it was shaped this is even better it was shaped like a pot plant because there's no way you're not going to get arrested with that said Clooney so he put a pot plant shaped bumper sticker on his car that said fuck cops on the back of Brad wow. Pitt's car I'm, I wonder if he ever got any guff <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but I think what we've learned here is that today is a national holiday for George Clooney right yeah he loves it <laughs> and from for, uh, for George Clooney to mess with Brad Pitt yeah yeah um all right well i can't wait to hear what he does this year i wonder if brad pitt has a cat (laughs) that would be really what would he what i'm saying brad pitt has a cat he Clooney will show up and crap in the in the litter box oh okay (laughs) i don't know why my brain immediately went to something bad happening to the cat no 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 (laughs) just like Clooney crapping in the in the in the litter box that's his thing can you imagine he just kills the cat and he's like what Thank yeah, this you. was funny. Look, I killed your cat. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then he runs away. But that's the thing oh. about that's the thing about uh, about April Fool's pranks. Anyway, they're all there's like, hey, look at this. You're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like they're made to make you look like a dick, uh, like an idiot. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, they're. That's correct. why I, I'm not a big prank guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I watched Punked. I thought Punked was kind of fun. Um, but I've never really pulled pranks or anything like that. Like I don't know. Yeah, same again. Uh, it's never been done to me. Like, so. I, like prank phone calls and stuff. I never did that. I was always like, my friends would do it. And I think I, I was... tried, but it really wasn't a prank. It wasn't funny, you... you know? Well, what did you do? Did you just... I think you were just like calling people and hanging up and <laughs> like, ah! and then hanging, getting too yeah, nervous. It wasn't very, <laughs> it wasn't very good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got a hold of this and we're running out of time. I want to do this very, very quickly. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how, but I got a hold of all of the phone numbers for my teachers at Luther North mm. when I was in high school. So I had all of their addresses and phone numbers. Uh, yellow and, pages? Uh, no, well, this was like, it was like the, it was the sheet that was handed out to the staff. Oh, uh, okay. 
with Look like their you. with their private numbers and stuff. And let's just say that my friends and I, you know, called a few times, but I was not able to do it. Like I couldn't do it. Like there were, there was always there, there's always that person who can do the prank call. Well, you know the Jerky Boys. Mm-hmm. See now, there's another oh, of thing. Of course, yeah. I love the Jerky Boys. I think the Jerky Boys are hilarious. Uh, so like that's a prank thing that I can get behind. You know, I Brett, go get Brett Weir. I said the whole thing. You know, yeah, but that's good. You oh, know what I mean? Like roofing, they were good impro- improvisers. Oh, they were hilarious. <laughs> the, the 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 roofing one. I got the guys up there. They're slapping each other with the hot mops. I had to fire one of them down the, down into the fucking car off the roof. <laughs> wow. So anyway, I don't know, but I'm not good at pranks. I guess, but you know yeah, what? If you same. need a prank done. I think you know what, Esmeralda. If we need a prank done for for Esma Olas Productions, uh, just shit in a cat box. Shit. <laughs> we got one. We don't have to come up with one of our own. That's it. We'll just do that. That's it. Esma Olas Productions presents shitting in a cat box. <laughs> Sponsored by yeah. George Clooney. Yeah, uh, George Clooney can put some money behind us. <laughs> He'll love hey, it. We got a logo. Bridget made us a logo. So we have a logo for Esmo Olas Exactly. Oh, God. All right, Esmeralda. Uh, hey, you want to be a part of the Nick D podcast, everybody? Leave us a voicemail message at 773-417-6948. Drop us an email at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the noise. Uh, and thanks to Ed and everybody at uh, Radio Misfits. Check out radiomisfits.com. Check us out on every platform. Rate and review. Take the time to rate and review us and talk about us uh, and all of that uh, that good stuff. Hey, next time, Esmeralda, you got Tuesday off mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it is the first of the month. So that's for it's the people. For the people. For the people with Herb and Tom, consumers and cars and all kinds of cool stuff. And that will all be coming up. Have a great weekend, Esmeralda. You too. And everybody else, have a great weekend. Thank you for being a part of the Nick D Podcast. And we'll see you next time. 